Hi everyone, and thanks for listening to Visibility, the monthly podcast produced by CID, the Council for Intellectual Disability. Here, we'll be telling our stories and exploring some of the issues that impact people with intellectual disability. To find out more about our work, visit www.cid.org.au. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Council for Intellectual Disability acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to the Elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hello and welcome. In this series, we talk to people with intellectual disability about the decisions and choices they make in their lives. Jess is a young woman working and living in Sydney. She has a permanent part-time job that she loves. She has her own rental apartment. She has a network of support that includes work colleagues, family, friends and social workers. Today, Jess will share with us her life story. My name is Alex Elliott. I will be your host today. With me is my co-host, Tom Parker. Thanks, Alex. My first question is, Jess... What is the best decision you have ever made? Oh, it's an interesting one. <laughs> There's a lot, actually. One of them is when I went to choose the job, the ABC. That's a big decision. So how did you make that decision and how did you get the support? Job support um, helped me with that. And they found the ABC and they went in and... The boss in news management said that she could take me in and have a meeting, like an interview, and they said yes. I was very excited. I couldn't believe it. Can you tell us about what you do there? I've been at the ABC for 17 years, including this year. I do admin work, so I, I do like purchasing the milk and photocopies and the mail makeup deliveries like sort of between mail and some washing as well and watering the plants too so do variety of jobs that's long to list i work monday wednesday and friday half a day so what do you like about working at the abc what makes you feel good there well i think it's a good working family to work with the nice work colleagues to work with and get to meet famous people as well along the way. Who's the most famous person you've met? When he was there, I met Adam Spencer. I get to see Joe O'Brien and Jeremy Fernandez too. So there's a lot to list there that I've met. Has your role changed at all over the years or you still enjoy doing the same thing? It has a little bit. There's a few tasks that have been and gone. So I have to go with new ones in my list. Do you like change or is it something that you don't really like? Yeah, but it takes me a while to adjust sometimes with the changes. Was this your first job? The first job I had was at North Sydney. I liked it there for a little bit because I learned the skills, two skills I've learned, making boxes, taping it together to make them, and to put a protector in the magazines, sort of like a cover. I left at August or September 2005, so I wasn't there too long. Uh, since you work, you're obviously earning money. What's the nicest thing about 
earning money. Going away on a holiday, uh, getting clothes for yourself and the food, and most importantly, pay the rent. I'm very happy. What's your favourite thing to spend your money on? Sometimes perfume, sometimes nice clothes as well. <laughs> How often do you head out shopping? Occasionally. Who are you heading out with? My family. I haven't done much shopping with friends. So I would like to. What sort of hobbies or things do you enjoy doing outside of work? I like doing gardening with the Waverley Community Living Programme. They do that sometimes on the weekend, and it relaxes me, the gardening. I like it. It's a community garden, so it's got a bit of, like, fruit and herbs, all you can think of. How long have you been going there for? Ages. When we first started, we uh, got the plot all organised and we planted our first seeds. So you're there from the beginning? Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about travelling overseas? By myself overseas, I wouldn't. It'd be scary. You don't have to answer this, but do you date? Oh, well, not you at the moment. Have you ever had a partner in the past? I have three exes. So I had the first one in 2005. That didn't last long. And the second one, same, but the same. So they're all short term and I was hoping for long. Were you looking for, for a partner or did it sort of just happen naturally? Well, I've had some workshops um, that I went to learn about relationships and friendships. Okay, so it's definitely something that you've thought about in, in the past and you've said you'd like to keep exploring that? Yes, I do. Do you head out anywhere on the weekend to um, try and meet someone or, or any online dating or anything like that? I really don't do online dating. I prefer to do it manually, just to be safe. Well, my sister gave me some advice. I have to find the right person, and hopefully they are good. What sets the average guy apart from someone that you'd want to go out with? Uh, One that's punctual, that doesn't, you know, let me down or anything. And I like fashion as well. I don't mind if they wear suits or anything. Care if they had a, a disability, no disability, anything like that? Well, for some of about a disability, that's sort of in a worry territory because the one without a disability, they can be a bit um, scarier, they don't understand, and they may treat you bad sometimes. Not all, not all of them, I'm just saying some. Do you see that as, as a barrier for yourself? I think so, because they could do anything if they don't know or understand what I've got. So you think it's important to be open with each other? Yeah, so they get very supportive and then they understand. Did your exes happen to know that you had a disability? Oh, yeah, and they have one too. Thanks, Jess, for sharing with us. We will now take a short break and then hear more from Jess about making decisions and choices in life. You're listening to Visibility, the podcast produced by the Council for Intellectual Disability. If you're enjoying this episode, you can support us by reviewing us through Apple, Podchaser or your favourite listening app. Welcome back to our conversation with Jess. So Jess, can you tell us about growing up? What was school like? 
Glebe Primary School. That was my first school. I had good teachers there and I thought the school was very nice and it was nice and big. Yeah, and I made good friends. So whereabouts did you move on to high school? I went to St. Lucy's. After that, I went to St. Edmund's School. I stayed in my family's place at Redfern and got the train all the way to Warunga. I think it's half an hour. St. Lucy's is a school for students with disabilities. So so did you find any challenges? Anything hard? I had to travel train to go from Redfern to Warunga, so I needed practice and my family helped me with that. So I get used to the surroundings and where everything is. I did it all by myself after that when I got used to it. I finished with the the secondary college at Blackwater Bay campus. I finished there, year 11 and 12. And then you uh, made the decision to live by yourself? Yes. Did you go through that process yourself or did you have some supporters there as well? I got support by Waverley Council with this program called Waverley Community Living Program and they helped me to look at places. When you're looking at uh, different accommodation, were you given many choices to choose from? Yes, they had a list and I went to look at all of those apartments. The one before this unit was nice, but it wasn't close to shops and public transport. So... Different styles that I looked at. Scary and exciting experience to see different places. And did people come and look at the properties with you? Yeah, because I couldn't do that on my own. I'd be very nervous. For one thing, the real estate, because I don't know if they're going to be pushy, you know, with me with an intellectual disability and autism because it's difficult when they talk fast. It's hard for me to take everything in. So did you reach out to Waverley City Council or like how did that process sort of work? I went to see if they had any vacancies. They were doing a trial at a place that I started living with a flatmate and they saw I went well and then I just started to, you know, live on my on my own with a flatmate. It went quick. Who's in your family? My mum, dad and my sister. And then... How do you feel when you were moving away? One of my family members was a bit teary. They were a bit, you know, emotional. My mum. Who was more nervous, you or your parents? We were both nervous. Your family were encouraging? Even though they were a bit worried, they said go for it to live independent. When you moved from your family home, was there anything that you found difficult or daunting? Flatmates was a bit tricky and the... Learning how to use petty cash together can get a bit complicated. What about cooking and all those sort of skills? Well, the first thing I learned how to cook with the social educator that was sort of like a teacher, they actually told me how to do a stir-fry first thing to cook and I got used to doing that. How do you do shopping? So I do calls online and also I do... Um, shopping locally here as well. So I try to support my local shops. So I do a bit of both. Was was the internet shopping something that you picked up quite easily? Like, was it? E- did you find it easy to do? Oh, it took me time at Waverley. I helped to set up the account. And ever since, I, I've been enjoying it.
so you're trying to build some some life skills, I guess. Yeah. And, and gain some independence. Yeah. Is that something that's important to you to be independent? Just to get organise your life. I try to do that independently and to keep my house clean. I try to be on top of that. Has there ever been um, any worrying moments? I think it was this year that uh, my sink got blocked. And that was a scary moment because I thought I did something and it wasn't. I was trying to to unblock it. It didn't work. So I, I needed to call my family. That was scary. I don't want to slip and have an accident. It's good that you had that support network there that you were able to reach out to. Yes. When we were in COVID lockdown, um, how did that affect you on your own? When that first happened, I couldn't go to work. They told me to stay home and I did Zoom with Waver Community Living Program. It was different. My body clocks felt funny. I made sure I was safe. I wore the mask and did everything like that and stayed at my place and then sometimes at my parents at Redfern. Do you want to be seen as a role model or an inspiration for if a person wants to live independently? To represent and then explain it to people that are new? Yeah, like, I want to be like Jess. I wouldn't mind that, to tell other people about the independence. Do you have any advice for the family members or people with disability who want to live independently? Just go for it and see what um, is available for the training of living independently. If you want to live independent and you want to move out of home, just go for it. Thanks, Jess, for sharing your story today. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Jess. It was lovely to talk to you. Thanks, guys. And for everyone listening, thank you as well. Join us next month when we will share more stories from people with intellectual disability about the decision and choices they make in their lives. You're listening to Visibility, the podcast produced by the Council for Intellectual Disability. If you're enjoying this episode, you can support us by reviewing us through Apple, Podchaser or your favourite listening app.